0: Guys, I want to tell you about my friends, Simply Earth. These friends of mine are doing incredible things, not just to make the air in your home toxin-free and help you detoxify your life but they're also making a difference all around the world more on that in just a second I used to be kind of intimidated by essential oils not even really sure how to do it then I discovered Simply Earth alright I would I would spend this money and then I would just kind of like I don't even know what to do I'm confused alright but this is the solution Simply Earth essential oil recipe box to the rescue they help you gain confidence and clarity in using essential oils to help make your home toxin-free here's how it works You receive the recipe box with four pure essential oils, six recipe cards and extras. You learn how to use your essential oils while making the recipes created by certified aromatherapists. You save money, you detoxify your life, and here's my favorite part. I'm gonna get essential oils somehow, but I'd rather get it from a company who's on a mission to change the world, and Simply Earth is doing just that. They give 13% of all profits to end human trafficking around the world. Did you hear that? 13% of all profits go to end human trafficking around the world. That's a cause I wanna get behind, and I know you do too. Simply Earth is like a meal subscription kit but it's more fun and it's less edible. I got to make fun products that will detoxify my home while also learning safe ways to use my essential oils. The best part, these oils don't break my budget. I can buy from a company that changes the world. Simply Earth is giving 13% of all profits to end human trafficking around the world. So I want to encourage you to detoxify your home but also do something to help end human trafficking. You can start right now with Simply Earth's essential oil recipe box. Plus... Get a free 80-milliliter essential oil diffuser when you subscribe today using our URL, simplyearth.com slash west. That's simplyearth.com. You're going to get a free 80-milliliter essential oil diffuser when you subscribe using our URL, simplyearth.com slash west. These guys are changing the world. Let's do it with them. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Matthew West Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew West, and as always, I really hope you like it. Thank you for joining me. Gobble gobble to you. In fact, uh, let's start today's episode off by just getting in the mood. Can we do that? Play it right now.
1: There are so many songs about Christmas, the reindeer, the lights, and the gifts. We sing chestnuts are roasting and marshmallows toasting And here comes old jolly Saint Nick Now don't get me wrong, I sure love all those songs But one holiday gets left out You see, no one remembers a song for November But that's gonna change starting now Gobble, gobble one Gobble, gobble two Gobble, gobble me Gobble, gobble you Listen to me now Does a dinner roll.
0: That's right. Thanksgiving. Here we go. I'm so excited. I hope you are too. Just want you to know how thankful I am for you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for letting my songs and stories be part of your life. I'm so thankful for you. Even that weird song, Gobble, Gobble. It's been a lot of fun putting that song in the world, by the way. It's the song that won't go away. Well, of course I keep playing it, so I'm not really helping matters any, but um just uh, hope this can be a, a time today, today's episode, where uh, you get in the Christmas spirit as well as the Thanksgiving spirit. have got an amazing guest here today, and uh, we're uh, just days away from our special Come Home for Christmas event in Nashville in Franklin, Tennessee. I believe um, we've closed down uh, ticket sales for that. I think we have anyways. You might want to just check at MatthewWest.com if you're interested and still coming to Nashville. But uh, we're looking forward to that. We'll report on how special that weekend is. I can tell already it's going to be just a, an amazing weekend. So I'm the um, the host of the annual Christmas tree lighting in Franklin, Tennessee every year. And I love it. It's so much fun. They have a kid's choir and Santa Claus and all the things. And so it's just a magical time. And uh, we're having friends come and join us from around the country for a whole weekend of events like that and. Franklin, Tennessee. It's called Come Home for Christmas. Imagine that, my new Christmas song by the same title. Also, I'm going to be playing just a small amount of Christmas shows with my friends, KTIS Radio Network. A lot of those have already sold out, but um, I I think maybe there's still some tickets left in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So (laughs) if you live in Sioux Falls, get your tickets, but uh, the rest of you probably aren't going to want to travel to cold Sioux Falls for a Christmas show. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe... Come and see us, okay? All right, let's get into today's show. My guest today, I call her the Queen of Christmas. She's made so many Christmas films. She's done so many other things as well. Of course, she grew up as a child star and actor in the TV series that we all watched, Full House. Um, She is bold in her faith. She's actually come under some major fire uh, just days after we recorded this interview so we're not going to be diving into that but I will just say how proud I am of her for her stance and her faith and the way that she uh, has stood in the face of this adversity you know a cancel culture is real guys uh, I discovered that with modest is hottest you know just the uh, the world is looking for a reason to cancel you and uh you know, that's the evil we live in. We live in a world that preaches tolerance, but practices the opposite. That's just the truth. And uh, I'm proud of Candace. Um, if you've seen that in the news at all, the way that she's navigating that is something that i admire so today we're going to be talking about much more pleasant topics all things christmas all things her new movie and how she and i are both partnering with the great american family network and you can watch some amazing films on their network this christmas season let's go to the story house with candace cameron beret what is my life that is the question I ask when I see on my schedule that the Queen of Christmas has agreed to revisit my podcast Candace Cameron Bray. Thank you for joining me not once but twice on the Matthew West podcast. First question on a scale of 9 to 10, what is your level of excitement for being a guest on this show for a second time?
2: 11.
0: It's 11? Yes. You come on. You say that to all the podcasts. No I hosts.
2: don't. No I don't. You know I love you.
0: We have to dive right in. We have so much to talk about and we don't have much time because you're maybe one of the busiest people I've ever met. So I'm going to do my part to make sure that you stay on schedule with whatever's going on in in your busy schedule. But I have, I
2: clear everything for you, Matthew. Oh, sure. I do. I have as much time as as you, you want.
0: I just don't know how you do it all. That's the question. That's my first question. How do you do it all? There you go. Let's
2: start there. I have a lot of great people that work for me. And work with me. That's a good That's answer. really how how I do it all. Because I can't do it all myself. I delegate a whole lot, but I have this incredible team behind me.
0: And by team, you're also including your awesome family, right? Tell us a little bit about what your family's oh, up to and how they're doing. A
2: hundred percent. My my husband's great. My husband, Val, um, he's always super supportive. And then my three kids, Natasha, Lev, and Max, who are all young adults now. It's kind of very sad. I mean, it's wonderful, but <laughs> But it's a little like ho-hum. Yeah, we just keep talking about dating and girlfriends and boyfriends and all that kind of stuff. But I'm just happy that I get them all over the holidays. I get them for Thanksgiving. They're all going to be home or they're going to come in and for Christmas.
0: Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Like you're able to be together for Thanksgiving and Christmas? Yes. They're not too cool for mom and dad?
2: They're totally not. I love that my kids, they actually like hanging out with us. So that feels good. It feels like we did something right.
0: <laughs> can you tell me what that something right was so I that I can know. recreate?
2: You I don't think, have any seats. Sequ- I think you're on. already doing it. I think I it's like know. creating a, a a fun but safe environment for your kids that's protective so that you know so that they know it actually is safe, even when you're the bad guy half the time, because then they know you you are looking out for them. But then you still create an, an atmosphere where it's open and fun and conversation and dialogue just happens and we're we're a very opinionated family. So like <laughs> the conversations <laughs> flying at the dinner table. You feel like we're fighting if you walked in on them. you'd be like, stop screaming. We're like, we're not. this is so much fun.
0: So is dinner like an episode of the view?
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Except
0: Slightly less liberal. It's the
2: conservative table, <laughs> exactly. It's exactly what it is, because there's no other point of view. It's just all the conservative point. It's, so it's exactly like the view, except opposite.
0: <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you something that I witness about you um, and your family? You do a good job of is you brag on each of your kids equally, and as a dad, like I notice that, like I'll see like a post, and you're 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 just singing the praises and letting the whole world know just how unique and amazing one of your children are and then I'll see another one like it's just it's awesome you know what I mean because that's what I I think it's very important as parents that we're cognizant of that that we are just getting one individual time do you get one-on-one time with your kids I do even though they're older
2: I do has that
0: something you've always made a priority it's not just like all three of you were going to lunch it's focused one-on-one have you noticed a difference when when you get that one-on-one time with each of your kids
2: oh yeah a a huge difference and we've tried to do that when they were younger but i would say definitely once they became teens and now adults that's always been a priority and a big difference because they're different people and they uh, they require different attention in different types of ways and they're you know we were talking about the love languages last night and One of my boys, Max, his love language is physical touch, and I was like, "Max, how did I not realize this?" And my (laughs) and then and Val and Lev were like, "Mom, how could you not realize this?" I'm like, "Lev, I or Max, I know you give amazing hugs, but now that I know it's your love language, I'm like, I'm gonna be giving you even more hugs." And he just like soaks it up, loves it. That's awesome. You know, your kids are unique and individual, so having that alone time is special and especially cause they don't all live at home anymore. I'm always scheduling like, Hey, let's go to lunch. Hey, let's go to dinner. Let's hang out.
0: It's good to never stop learning your Mm-mm. family members and think you've figured everything out. I love that. Did they get to visit you um, on the set when you're filming at all. I know last year when I talked to you, you were, you were gone for several weeks at a time, I think in Vancouver. Yep. Now this year, have you been on set for several weeks at a time or did you have a different type of schedule?
2: I had a different schedule, which was great. So I actually hadn't shot a movie since November of last year, 2021. So I had- Which is
0: when we talked.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I was in, because I was in Vancouver, you had to quarantine right. every time I went up there. So, you know, I had a total it was extra of like- hard. Yeah, it was a lot. So this year, I- didn't start working until i mean when I, when i say didn't start working i work a whole lot i didn't start filming a movie right until september and october um so i shot two movies and i and i produced one remotely they all happened simultaneously three movies at one time but um we did them in the us aside from the one i produced which i was remote anyway which was in in Vancouver. So I was able to not have that extra two weeks of quarantine, um, which that's gone away now anyway Yeah, in Canada. But, you yeah. know, all the rules had changed over the last two years. So now it was yes. back on my normal schedule. Good. So I was at home a lot this year, which was that's really great. wonderful. And then my time on the road has been more minimal, although Good. it's been like crazy, Still crazy, busy, but lots of you know, trying to produce three films at the same time, I taught myself a good lesson this year that I will never do that again.
0: But this is such an exciting time to be talking with you and having you on the show because we're literally days away, Sunday, November 27th, your brand new movie. Well, do all three of them come out on that day? Forgive my ignorance, but tell me, tell no, so tell there's the listener why.
2: Four, Matthew. Four. Oh my goodness. Okay, so here. So let's take one out of the out of the loop because one okay. is going to be a, a feature film that is not going to be airing till probably fall of two thousand twenty three.
0: Okay, so we'll have you back to talk about that. Yeah. One.
2: Oh yeah, that'd be great. But, so we're Thank pushing. You. We're
0: that one's on the shelf that for the moment. The so that was, but that was on your schedule this time of year. But there's three.
2: Yes. So I have to pull up my date so I can look at the calendar. Bear with me. So the first one that is airing is the movie that I'm starring in called A Christmas Present on Great American Family Channel. And that airs this Sunday, November 27th. And then I have...
0: Round of applause. We're going to applaud for each movie before we've seen it. So I'm cheering for A Christmas Present. And movie number two.
2: The new movie number two Is going to be on Tuesday, November 29th on CBS, and it's called Reindeer in Here, and it's an animated film that has this amazing stellar cast. It is going to be plugged in between Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Frosty the Snowman, I believe. Come
0: on. The classics?
2: Yes, the classics. So this is to be a new classic, and I got to voice the cutest little reindeer you have ever seen, and her name is Pinky, and she's all pink. And she has, like, blinged out little hooves, and okay. she's just a little ball of energy.
0: That's exciting. Have you ever done an animated thing before?
2: No. No, oh, this was so truly new Territory. new territory and a dream come true. I've been wanting to do animation for a very long time and finally got the opportunity because again, That's been awesome. knocking at that door for a long time and it, it, it hasn't opened for me. And then it finally did this year. So I'm so very, cool. very grateful. And it's, um, it's, you know, it's a, a children's movie. Yeah. It's like geared towards little littles up to like 10 years old, but That's you great. know, but the whole family watches cause it's in between the classics and it's a beautiful little story. Um,
0: a reindeer in here. Tuesday, reindeer in here. And it's based 29.
2: on a book and they have the plush toys to go i mean that the whole thing
3: so you Love can it. you
2: can buy a little blizz reindeer and a pinky reindeer also okay That's <laughs> and great. then and then the third movie is called christmas on candy cane lane and that is the one that i produced with wow. my entertainment company called candy rock entertainment. And that one is starring Andrea Barber, who, you know, from full house and fuller house. She played Kimmy Gibbler and, yes. and Dan Payne. And that one is going to be on December 3rd on great American family channel.
0: Okay. That's exciting. Yeah. So November, so everybody's got their pens and their calendars out and they're writing down Sunday, November 27th, a Christmas present, Tuesday, November 29th, a reindeer in here. First time Candace has ever voiced on an animated. And then what was the third one? Is
2: Christmas on Candy Cane Lane.
0: And that's on Great American Family as well. This is exciting. Can I tell you that I um I was a voice actor once for an episode of Veggie Tales? Yeah.
2: <gasps> <laughs> I love I I can't. Remember I think Veggie I, Tales? Do I? I think I could I could sing every Veggie tales song. That there is, because it's all I listen to with my kids. Who did you voice?
0: I wanted to be like a celery or something, but when I saw the final cut, they made me a gourd. And have you ever seen the shape of a gourd? <laughs> yes. It's. It, it, I've had a complex ever since. <laughs> it's the, whenever I'm tempted to overeat, I just remember myself as a gourd and oh, I say, oh, Lord, funny. help me. So,
1: <laughs> This is so
0: exciting, though, that you've got all these, these amazing movies coming out and I'm excited to for this first one coming out a Christmas present. I really want to focus in on that. I had the privilege of hearing more about the heart behind this film before you even filmed it and you gave me the great honor of of being part of this process, but um, I've been a fan of yours for a long time. For those who don't know about the history of you and me working together, we've hosted the K-Love Fan Awards together in the past, which was so much fun. We partnered together on a Christmas film years ago called The Heart of Christmas, which you were the lead role in that. How many Christmas films have you been in in your career? Have you counted ever?
2: Yeah, because it's not as many as the overall total films I've been in, but I have done... 12 Christmas films, which doesn't seem like that much compared to the over 40 films that I've done over my career.
0: That's incredible. But still, 12 (laughs) is a good Christmas number, too. The 12 days, I mean, that's perfect. So when you told me the idea of this movie, A Christmas Present, first of all, I loved the concept. Did you come up with the concept of the movie? And can you share with the listener what the heartbeat of this film is? Not, We don't want to give it away, but you can talk about the why. What's the why of of this movie?
2: So the the whole concept of this movie came from my little brain. <laughs> I thought about it, I don't know, one day sitting there. I really... I really wanted to tell a story that resonated with, with viewers, with, with people when they would watch to, to really understand what we've all been through as, as a community, but as the world has just dealing with the pandemic and not that it focuses on that. But I think over the last two years, it was a time for us all to really slow down and reflect on the things that have been important and the things that we may have been um, just hustling through very quickly, because that's kind of how the world works. And all of us came to a halt. So it sure made me think and reprioritize my life and the people that are in it and to focus on what is really important. And I wanted to tell a story about that this Christmas. I wanted this movie, although I love like really fun and magical Christmas movies that really take you out of life, I really wanted to tell a story that felt relatable, but really hopeful that was actually grounded in something real that we've all been through. So in this movie, my character Maggie is married to her husband, Eric, and they have two teenage kids and they love Christmas. They are excited to have it all happen. And Maggie is an A type planning machine and she just wants everything to be perfect. And her brother that year, uh, months earlier, had lost his wife. And he also has a, a, a daughter, a younger daughter, about 10 years old. And so Maggie decides that she needs to make sure that her brother isn't depressed through the holidays and wants to help him and her niece to have the best Christmas that they've ever had. So she decides to take the family over to his house uh, and they live in a different state. And while she plans out this spectacular Christmas for them, it's all about the busyness of the events and the things that they're gonna do. And it's her brother, Paul, that actually teaches Maggie and her family a lesson through example of saying, hey, like, I appreciate all of these things that you're doing, but what I really want is to just spend time with you. Mm -hmm. And Maggie has a hard time learning that lesson. She doesn't quite get it through the movie. So through the the events, that message starts to sink in. But there's also a very prominent message of faith within the movie as well, because we are dealing with someone who had just recently lost their, their spouse and a daughter who's lost her mom. And um, while the movie still is positive and uplifting, it gives us so much hope because we talk about the very hope, the very thing that gives Paul and his daughter hope, and that's hope in Jesus, because they have that relationship and so did his wife. And so they know that this on earth wasn't the last time they were gonna see her, that they're gonna see her in heaven again.
0: Guys, I want to tell you about the number one Bible for kids. It makes the perfect gift for both girls and boys alike. It's the Adventure Bible, and it's available in five translations. NIV, NIRV, NKJV, NRSV, and a variety of colorful bindings. Adventure awaits with the number one Bible for kids. The Adventure Bible is recommended by more Christian schools and churches than any other Bible for kids. And the Adventure Bible brand has sold more than 10 million copies. The Adventure Bible features captivating, full-color features and hands-on activities that get kids engaged with God's Word. For more information about Adventure Bible, plus free Bible activities for kids and teaching resources, they're all available at AdventureBible.com. Give the gift that will stay with your child for a lifetime, AdventureBible.com. Did you know two-thirds of the world are oral learners? That means That two-thirds of the world, over five billion people learn in ways other than reading. That also means that a large part of the world doesn't have access to the Bible in a format that they can easily understand. Spoken Worldwide is a global ministry whose mission is to bring truth to these oral learners in their heart language through recorded audio, much like this podcast. Through the support of people like you, Spoken Worldwide partners with indigenous leaders in oral communities, training and equipping them to share God's word. Through Bible storytelling and small group discussions, often using MP3 players and micro SD cards, oral learners in the unreached areas of the world are hearing about Christ for the first time, and lives are being transformed. This is an incredible way to reach the nations and impact God's kingdom. This holiday season, let's give the gift of truth. Go to www.spoken.org/west to donate and learn how to connect with Spoken worldwide. Again, that's www.spoken.org/west to give truth this Christmas. I love that you are so unafraid and unashamed to share your faith. We've talked about that in the past, and just I just. I'm always like so proud and like, I don't know, just, it means a lot when I see that, like when you're making a film, like you don't have to, but it's important for you to make sure that that faith message is is communicated in your film. I'm sure even Pinky the Reindeer is pointing people to Luke chapter two somehow. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I love that. And when you shared about, you know, why do you think it is so difficult for us to be in the moment during the holidays?
2: Life goes by us so fast. And I think it's just so much easier to get caught up in people, but but having an opinion about people and what other people should be doing. And even the family members within our house, it's easy to get caught up in our work life. It's easy to be caught up really in the distractions. And, and they might not be distractions at that very moment. They are real things that we have to deal with. But it's sometimes easier to hide behind it instead of actually focusing on the present because sometimes that present is quiet. Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it's sad. Um, Sometimes you realize that you have to actually work through some things that, that you can't just sweep it all under the rug. And so I think it's easier to kind of be busy through it at times, but let me tell you, there's so much growth and there's so much power and there's so much hope when you actually stop to To recognize some of the things that you're that you're feeling that are hard to deal with, and to grab a friend or a family member and walk through it with them.
0: So was Maggie coming up to her brother's house like in her mind thinking like I'm going to help my brother forget yes the pain of this season by keeping him busy. One of my favorite books is by Henry Now and it's called The Way of the Heart and. The book talks about the importance of silence and solitude and prayer and essentially what it looks like to be present. Of course, his book is themed on being present in the presence of God
3: Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: talks about why we are so uncomfortable just sitting
2: Mm-hmm. in those
0: feelings and being alone. And the and he called silence and solitude, the furnace of transformation. But he talks about the war that wages inside. Like if you try to quiet your mind and you try to just be alone with God, it's like most of us, we just can't handle it because we're faced with the reality of who we are, with the reality of of how flawed we are, with the reality of the things, the places our minds go. But we will do anything when it comes to relationships with other people or the pain in our life or dysfunction in our families like whatever noise we can add to our life can help drown out that undercurrent of like deal with this you need to deal with this you need to deal with this and it's so hard for us to do and and i tell you what these days more like especially you were talking about your kids growing up Candice, and it's like my kids are getting older and it's just like I find myself, like, thinking, like, I'm taking inventory, like, did I make the most of the Christmases past? And then how do I do that again this Christmas? And sometimes the intentions are good to make the most of Christmas by having activities, and you think that's what it looks like to be present in the Christmas season, but you're actually missing it because you're trying so hard to make, like, we're going to have a memory and we're going <laughs> to like it, right? <laughs> yep. Like, how how is it, like, is, sometimes is the answer is less is more? Like, are we how have you succeeded in being present at Christmas time in your family?
2: Yeah, it's certainly changed over the years in our family, especially when the kids were young, because I was that mom that I'm like, I'm going to wrap every sock individually, every (laughs) pack of underwear, (laughs) like every, every goofy, everything so that they could just have a mound of presents, even if it's not, you know, a bunch of expensive, you know, it just looks like a lot. So we went from that and the kids like, running down to the christmas tree and just grabbing presents and ripping them open in total chaos to like okay this year we're going to hand out presents individually we are going right. we are going to open them individually and like like have a moment for each person as they open That's their good. gift and go in a circle so like <laughs> we went from that to that to then as they got older it was kind of like hey for Christmas, what are three things that you would like? Because we're not doing a mound of presents anymore. And then it That's good. became, um, hey, and we started this about 10 years ago. We started serving Christmas morning at a homeless shelter, a very small one that houses about 60 people, typically families. We brought, they And they would close down on Christmas. So, We worked out something with them that we could come in Christmas morning, bring all the food, cook it, set it up, give these people a beautiful Christmas breakfast. We brought some gifts for them also. And then by 10 a.m. they would close the shelter down and reopen the next day. But then it like started off our Christmas mornings of like, this isn't about the presents. Let's serve. Let's be the hands and feet of Jesus. So we started doing that. And then, you know, and then after we would go home and open a few gifts and then spend it with family. And now— In the last couple years, we're still doing that, but we're waking up even earlier because I think my son, Lev, suggested two years ago, he's like, hey, let's go watch the sunrise on Christmas morning and just look at God's creation before anything starts. So now that's become our new tradition. And we go out to the clifftop right um, near the beach in Malibu. And we just, we sit and we, we climb up the mountain while it's dark and have a little stick so we don't get bit by snakes and then, (laughs) and then watch the sunrise and it's beautiful. And then we go about our day, whether, you know, that serving and then all, you know, all the other stuff.
0: Yeah. Starting your day with uh, focusing on God and his goodness, and then focusing on others. And those are two great ways to stay present at Christmas time. Did you, was this a film where you were making it? I wonder if this happens to you often. I know, art imitates life. At least that's what they say. I know in my music, I tend to be living the songs that I'm writing, Candace, you know what I mean? Or or I'll be recording a song or on tour performing a song and go, gosh, this is like, this song's reading my mail. You know what I mean? Was this film an experience in that for you? Knowing how busy you are and how many things God has gifted, I mean, God has gifted you in so many ways and you're just, you're crushing it in so many different lanes we candy cane lanes, I should say this holiday <laughs> season, but to promote your movie, the movie that's coming up. Sorry.
2: Um, <laughs> I um, love it. <laughs>
0: but you know, was this one of those where you're like, I relate to Maggie, my character. And I was meant to play this.
2: Oh yeah. There, there's a couple other themes through the film as your watch. And just cause I don't want to give all of them away away, but yes. we'll probably give more away now. But There's a very significant storyline about Maggie and her husband, Eric, and the two of them who who are not unhappy in their marriage, but we're actually going to watch the love story of the movie. It's not about two people, you know, one from the big city and one from the country, and then they finally fall in love over the magic of Christmas. Like, this isn't one of those movies. The love story is actually within the married couple, but... They're not, they're like two ships passing in the night. And I think anyone who's been married for, you know, even five years, I've been married 26 years, we've had an ebb and flow of marriage and we've had good times and really hard times. And that part of the story is very reflective, particularly over the last couple of, of years that Val and I went through that staying home during the pandemic really forced us to evaluate. That's good. And so that is a, a very big part of the movie that is reflective that. of my own life.
0: I think that's important for people to hear that. Like, because, you know, as you're watching the movie now, everybody who's listening to this is going to be watching the movie on the 27th. And I'm going to guess that it airs like, Every hour on the hour afterwards <laughs> on Great American Family, right? We
2: hope so. But I
0: think a lot of times I feel like people connect. If they connect with my music on a deeper level, hopefully it's because they know that it, that I'm connecting with it on a deeper level. And I feel like as we watch you star in this film, a Christmas present, they can be like, no, this is like this is not just make believe. Like this is real life. And it's a real life theme and it's a real life idea that's something that all of us can relate to because all of us struggle with it. So I get to be um Part of this story of this movie, thanks to you, in a small way, but you've you've already announced that there's a special, um, special guest in your movie, right? We've already—the uh, special musical guest. But I thought before we part ways, it'd be fun to talk about, and people have heard my new song that I've released called Come Home for Christmas. But there's another song that people are going to be hearing in this film— and uh, I thought we could talk a little bit how about how it came to be. And I get a chance to thank you in front of my listening audience for for letting me get in the Christmas spirit with this movie, A Christmas thank Present. you.
2: I ha- I'm to be thanking you in front of your audience because you I, I know I dote on you every single time we talk, but you are you truly are like the magical king of Christmas music for me. <laughs> Um, there, and I mean that Can with, I put
0: that in my bio, yes,
2: please, <laughs> please
0: let me do that.
2: <laughs> Matthew, you are such an incredible storyteller through musics. And I mean, it, you really sealed the deal when we first worked together on,
0: oh yeah, the heart of Christmas, the heart of Christmas. <laughs> yes. Yes.
2: I love your Christmas music so much. And, but I love all your music because oh, of the stories you. that you tell and you do like, I always connect with them and feel feel right along with them. But, but your Christmas music always gets me because not only do you tell this amazing, an amazing story through it, but then you always, at the very end, you just always have a line that leads back to Jesus. And it just like, you make me cry and you do that with Come Home for Christmas too. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm, I'm just crying every time I listen. They make me feel so good, but it always just it just sets my heart and my eyes back to what's true and right and pure and honest and what gives me life. And that's, that's Jesus. It's the Lord of Lord, King of Kings, you know?
0: Well, I feel like we're kindred spirits in that, that we want everything that we do creatively to have a spiritual message, to point people to the source that, that gives you and, and me hope. And that's what I love about tying together with this film. And I sent you that song, Come Home for Christmas. You sent it to the head of the Great American Family Network. And next thing I know, they're making Come Home for Christmas like the, the theme song for the whole network.
2: Wait, um, Matthew, let's tell them how after listening to your song, I did text... Bill Abbott, this the CEO of Great American Family. And I was like, You have to, you have to use Matthew's song. Like this is amazing. <laughs> but then I was like telling him all these wonderful things about you. I didn't realize I was inadvertently texting you, Matthew, and not like and <laughs> not actually Bill, that I was still on our text change chain. <laughs> chain. <laughs> and then you were like, What? Um I need this for my bio. You're so kind.
0: <laughs> I, I was like, I'm posting this message on social media. Just FYI. If anybody thinks I stink, read this text message from Candace. Uh, you just, uh, you're my daily affirmation. If I ever get discouraged, I go back and look at that text message that wasn't meant for my eyes. So I'm getting my haircut the other day, same barber, same barber shop. every few weeks. And, uh, My buddy who's cutting my hair tells me he's buying a house. I said, oh, how excited you must be. And he's like, yeah, it's actually really intimidating, though. There's a lot going on. A lot of details. You feel like you're in over your head. Did you get the right lender? Did you get the best rate you can get? The guy chimes in next to us. He was trying to get a house, and everything fell through because uh, they didn't have the right people around him. And uh, so the whole conversation in the barbershop that day was about the crazy real estate market, spiking interest rates, housing prices, all the things. And I don't know about you, but those kinds of things can be overwhelming because it feels like I'm out of my league. And that's why it's important to have a partner like United Faith Mortgage working with you. They bring some really unique advantages to the table. And if you're if you're in the market, if you're looking for a house or looking to refinance, they provide direct lender advantage. What is that advantage? Well, they use their own money and make their own decisions within their own walls, right? So there's no middleman. And for you, that can often allow them to move faster and get you a better rate. And when you're buying a house... Right now, you got to move fast, and you want to get the best rate possible. This can save you monthly and lifelong money. Number two it's faith and family is at their core, and they don't hide it. It's why they chose to be such a close partner with the Matthew West Podcast. They're great at mortgages and helping uh, listeners save money first, but they're proud to be who they are at their core at the same time. And this is a really cool part. They've got a small team, which means you're going to get special care. United Faith Mortgages run by a father and son, John and Ryan, John's wife, Denise, or sister-in-law, Barbara, they answer almost every call. So it's like you're talking and working with family. They're a smaller, family-run team of a couple dozen people, and this allows them to be very one-on-one with each listener. So they've got a special offer for Matthew West Podcast listeners. They're going to pay $1,000 of your closing costs on all new home purchases and up to 500 of your appraisal fees on all refinances. You can start online. You can call anytime. Go to unitedfaithmortgage.com. Supporters of the Matthew West podcast, go to unitedfaithmortgage.com. They'll take good care of you. It's so cool because we get to partner together with great American family. You're making your movies. My song gets to be part of it, but you originally called me because you wanted to have a certain someone featured or was going to write a song for your film. And by the way, when you told me the message of your movie, like I, I mean, I'm a songwriter. I can never turn my brain off, but immediately I was like a song to go along with that idea of being present at Christmas like I could see it that's amazing your your aspiration because you always dream big was Hillary Scott yes from Lady A one of the best voices in the world was going to be part of the movie but was she was too busy had too much going on isn't that right
2: yes so she we chatted and she first said yes like I would love to do this and I think I have the time this sounds incredible let me work on it so you know, weeks went by and then a month and it got very close to the film. And I said, hey, checking in. And she said, I'm so sorry, but I'm having a little bit of writer's block yeah. and I don't think it's going to happen. And I said, no problem. You know, I always believe that if God wants it to be, God will make it be. Right. And so I said, okay, like no problem. But of course I don't let my dreams die easily. <laughs> so I called you the like was my immediate phone call because of the music that you write. And the only, I don't want to say the only reason, but you know, God just put on my heart that Hillary was the person originally. And it was very important to me to have a female voice because the journey of the character in the movie, Maggie is a female. And I wanted it to feel like this is how Maggie was feeling in that specific voice I I just felt like would be the best connection. And so I then called you and said, Matthew, Hillary can't do this, but I can't let this go. Yeah. Can you help? Is there something that you can do or give me or send me or work with me on? (laughs) And you were like, yes, but I don't know, but I'm on tour. But oh my gosh, let me think about this.
0: I was finishing a record and I'm like, gosh, I don't know. I'm not sure how to, what I would do or how to do this. And I sent you a couple of those other Christmas songs I had written, but deep down, even as I was sending them, I'm like, I bet this could work for the theme of the film, but it's a different deal when, when a writer gets to read a script and hear the heart of a film. And I recently did that for um, Greg Laurie has a new movie coming out called Jesus revolution next spring. And I got to go watch the movie read the script and then it's just, I mean, to write something like, like an arrow straight towards the heart of it. And I had a sense that just while my songs may have fit slightly, like something new needed to be born. And when I called Hillary, she goes, well, I, I I just couldn't crack this. I I don't know what she had a lot going on. And she said, well, can I send you this idea? So she had an idea. I think she was just scared to send it to you or something. She sends me this melody and it's like the most gorgeous thing ever. And I was like, we have to write this. And so we wound up coming full circle and Hillary was at home and I was on a tour bus and like 11 o'clock at night. I think we were calling you going, we have a song. Would you like to hear it? (laughs)
2: It's like That's crazy how it call. came
0: together. I know,
2: of my life. And so you were on a conference call, the three of us, and are you on your bus and you're playing the yeah, chords on, on the, the piano bus. and, yeah, she, yeah, and yeah. she's singing, you're texting me the lyrics meanwhile so I can kind yes. of hear and read yes. along and listen. And I was crying. By the end of listening to it, I was crying and either you or Hillary were like, well, if you cried at that rendition of the song, because that's like, <laughs> you're like- <laughs> yeah. then, we we know it's going to be good cuz that wasn't a good version of it but right
0: right <laughs> this is the the rough version for sure
2: i was like oh my gosh this is amazing it's perfect it's so beautiful it struck every chord literally in my heart and was so it's just so poignant it it is exactly what the lyrics are exactly what the film is all about and and then it's so hopeful that you can be present. You can make a change. You can, you can start right now and it can be different this time around. And so I have to tell you, I, um, God is so, so good because none of this would have come together without him. I'm grateful that you and Hillary were there and just wanted to see the vision come true and accepting of it and all of that. But I just, and I know you'll agree with me, God just God just made all of that happen. There's no other way. Yeah, No other way. And I'm so proud of this movie in general because it truly, not only is it my first movie for Great American Family Channel, which, you know, it's been a big change for me to go over to a new network after so many years. But I feel really great and confident about um, being there. And to come out of the gate with my first movie to actually truly produce the type of christmas movie i've always wanted to for my whole career and i hope i have many more like this to come but i know that the viewer will find a difference in this movie especially in the tone and the message and i couldn't be more proud and i'm just so grateful that god saw like heard my heart and heard my prayers and put all those pieces together and you guys were all a part of it i couldn't have done it without you
0: Well, I couldn't be happier for you, Candace, and uh, you're such a bright light in the world, and it's just so exciting to see this movie come together, and they're going to get to hear our friend Hillary Scott. You got to tune in. We don't want to give it all away, but tune in. You can hear a little bit of the song. You're going to watch an amazing movie. Candace is starring in it. How can you not get in the Christmas spirit after watching a Candace Cameron Beret Christmas film, um, a Christmas present? November 27th is premiering and then it'll be every hour on the hour for all all the days of Christmas. Uh, I love it. And I'm so excited. And of course the other movies you've talked about, people are going to be tuning in. You really are the queen of Christmas and uh, I'm super excited for everything that's thank going you. on in your life and every good thing that you're putting into the world. And it's pointing people to Jesus. And thank you for taking the time today to remind every one of us as we head into the Christmas season to really, Really ask God to to help us be present and to figure out what needs to change in our lives in order to be more present for our family and loved ones. And most importantly, more present in the moment, not letting the message of the true purpose and reason why we celebrate Christmas. We don't want to go through the Christmas season and, and come out of it unchanged by the message of God's pursuit of us.
2: Amen.
0: You're the best. Merry Christmas. You're
2: the best. Merry Christmas.
0: Now it's time for songs from the story house today's song from the story house. You might've guessed it. That's right. We're going Christmas. We're flipping the switch inspired by the great Candace Cameron Bure. Here we are already thinking about Christmas. Ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and take a listen to a little bit of the brand new song. Come home for Christmas.
1: How long has it been since you fell? That feeling of wonder Like a child wide awake Counting down on Christmas Eve We're in such a hurry for life to begin Do you ever just wish you could go back again? What if I told you The young and the old you Are not quite as far apart as you might feel Come home, come
0: So I'm sure you've heard me talking about it or you've seen me promoting it on social media. But um, December 2nd through the 4th, we have a special event. This was a dream of mine to invite friends from around the country to come and experience Christmas time in my stomping grounds. Little town south of Nashville, Tennessee in Franklin, Tennessee. It's a magical place. Um, I host a Christmas tree lighting downtown Franklin every year. I'm going to be doing it again this year. And so we decided to have a special event inviting people to come home to my home. Well, not to my actual home, but to come home for Christmas to Franklin, Tennessee for a special weekend of concerts and events and meals together. And um, just kind of like camp (laughs) coming to hang out with the West family. And so... We had the dream for this. I put this event together, and then we decided to call it Come Home for Christmas. Well, I kept thinking, man, surely there's a song called Come Home for Christmas. And I was looking, 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 didn't find
1: one. Of course, there's the old song. I'll be home for Christmas. You can count on me. I've always loved that
0: song, and I've loved that song for, for personal reasons. As a singer, right, being on the road all the time, that song just has special... Uh, significance for me because I'm I'm gone and I just I always look forward to when the tour bus officially gets parked for the year and it's time to come home for Christmas you know and so I loved the idea of trying to write a new classic called Come Home for Christmas and this is the song that came out I was experimenting with some different chord progressions and things like that as you could just hear in the first verse and I kind of wanted this song to sound not like a pop song not like it was trying to be cool. I, I, instead I wanted it to be classic, you know, like the kind of song where I got to wear a suit to sing it sort of, you know what I mean? So, um, I love the words of this second verse that you're about to hear. You see, because I wanted this song to be about coming home physically, right? The idea of a soldier coming home from war, the idea of a singer coming home from tour, the idea of family physically gathering together, the idea of my friends from all around the country coming to Franklin, Tennessee, but also the idea of coming home relationally, right? Spiritually even. And the idea of like, leave the past at the door, all the years and the tears, let them fall to the floor. Like that idea of maybe grudges going away um, of the hurt in in our complicated family relationships maybe subsiding, right? That idea of coming home um, in that regard as well is what I wanted to capture in this next verse. Check it out.
1: Turn around and you'll see There's a light in the window And a star on the tree Leave the past at the door
0: Now, um, as we get to the bridge, I wanted it to be the third tier of what it's like to come home, right? So to come home physically, right? To come home relationally, emotionally, but then also to come home on a spiritual level. And most importantly, right? Come home to a manger. Come home to a story that's still true. That idea of coming home to what Christmas is all about. And I hope that when you hear this song... This song reminds you of all three of those phases of coming home for Christmas. In fact, I don't know that I was thinking about all three of those phases when I wrote the song, but now it's crystal clear that that is the heart of come home for Christmas. And ultimately, I pray that you, maybe you feel like you're far off spiritually, right? Maybe as you open your Bible this Christmas and read Luke chapter two, go to a Christmas Eve service, spend time with your family, Talk to God. Most importantly, listen to God. That maybe you'll feel that distance between you and God close. A friend once said, If you ever feel a distance between you and God, God is never the reason. How comforting is that? You see, at Christmas time, we celebrate the message of the birth of a savior. And that message is a story of pursuit, God's pursuit of us. You've heard me talk about that much of this year as releasing uh, the book, The God Who Stays. It's a reminder of a God who has stopped at nothing to come for us, to pursue us, that he would send his only son to be born in a manger. Come home to that wonderful gift, that wonderful message of a God who chases after you. And that's when you've come home for Christmas. And that's when the message of christmas changes your life and uh, we don't have to wait to december to let that message soak in go ahead and listen to the final section of this song and i hope it touches your heart thanks so much for listening to it this christmas here's the rest of come home for christmas
1: Been since you in your heart talked to Jesus. Come on. Christmas And come home for good
0: He's my dad. He gives good advice, and that's why today's final segment of the show is called "Dad Vice." Play that theme song.
1: Why this segment is called Dad Vice.
0: All right, Dad, normally you come and you give wisdom, you read the word, there's depth, there's substance, there's ministry. Today, we're going to highlight another one of your skill sets. And um, you've sort of become a legend in your own mind. And so <laughs> we're going to transition today's Dad Vice segment. Instead, it's going to be called Dad Jokes in honor of Thanksgiving, which is upon us. You've promised me that you have the perfect Thanksgiving-themed dad jokes to wow the uh, Matthew West podcast listening audience, and actually grow it is what you've promised. So yeah. let's see, uh, <laughs> let's see what you got today. Give us some dad jokes.
3: Well, Matthew, uh, this has been a fun part of uh, what we've been doing, and on every tour, people come up and tell me how much they appreciated the quarantine quiet times and your dad advice and the encouragement. And then they, they, they loved the laughter. And uh, so the Bible says a merry heart does good like a medicine. And so uh, these jokes have just been really uh, fun to see people laugh and because if you don't laugh today, you're going to cry. We live in a messy world. So uh, here we go. I'll go quick. My family told me to stop telling Thanksgiving jokes, but I told them I couldn't just quit cold turkey. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. Uh, keep going? I
0: mean, the hard part <laughs> is the audience can't immediately respond, but I'm hearing boos in my head, and you should be as well.
3: Here we go. What do you call a running turkey? Fast food.
0: <laughs> Gosh, that's terrible, too. Are they supposed to get better or worse?
3: They get better. Right. Uh, they, what did the turkey say to the computer? Google, Google, Google. All right. And a couple of these, Matthew, are from uh, just young kids coming up and telling me these jokes. Oh, so. yeah.
0: So now you're going to put the blame yeah. on somebody else. I'll
3: blame them. You
0: got one more for us? Or? Yeah, yeah. I got many more. No, no. What, what happened
3: one. when the turkey got into a fight? He got the stuff he knocked out of him. All right.
0: <laughs> Is that your best one, or do you want? I'll give you one more.
3: Well, uh, people like this one. How did the turkey get home for Thanksgiving? He took the gravy train. All right, there you go, <laughs> Come ladies on, and gentlemen. Laugh, everybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll go back to Dad Vice because I'm not sure about <laughs> these dad jokes, but um, Dad, our ministry pop, we you know we talk a lot about it on the show, and it's just a way for us to minister to people after the podcast is over. After the concert is over, after the song is done playing on the radio, we want people to know that uh, every single story has value. Every single story can bring God glory. And so we're doing some really cool things at our ministry. Uh, We send a devotional out to thousands of people every week. We'd love to include people. So go to popweek.org today. We're also in the middle of uh, a campaign helping to uh, raise money to to feed the hungry uh, this Thanksgiving season. So give a gobble away and... uh, um, I'm appreciative for all of my dad and my mom's efforts. They help run the nonprofit, Pop We, And our goal is to raise $40,000 in partnership with Samaritan's Purse. They're on the front lines finding the people who are most desperate all around the world. And so um, it's important to be about a cause greater than ourselves. And this Thanksgiving, as we express gratitude, one of the ways we can do that is to, is to give. And so we'd love to have you join us in that campaign as we reach that goal of 40000 Uh, dollars to help feed the hungry and it's going to go to help feed a whole lot of people so thanks for your efforts dad go to popwee.org today and give and give big and let's give a gobble away all right that's the show for today go have a great thanksgiving Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to Candace Cameron Bure for joining me. And uh, thanks to my dad as always. And thank you guys for helping us to give a gobble away. Uh, we've raised a bunch of money to help feed some hungry people. If you're still looking for a way to uh, to give, go to popwee.org today, P-O-P-W-E. We would love to have you join us in this cause. Uh, we don't just want to sing gobble gobble. We want to give a gobble away and uh, be thinking about others who are in need this holiday season hope you enjoy watching the movies on great american family network hope you're getting to hear come home for christmas and um, be sure to check out all the special christmas merch if you're looking for that perfect christmas gift for somebody go to matthewwest.com hit the shop button we got lots of cool stuff going on on the web store so you guys are the best go make the most of this thanksgiving and remember you get one shot it's your story for his glory see you later Seriously
1: I I, I do